0: I think it's definitely important to have leaders in the organization that can understand at a high level what technology can do today and have a vision for what they may want it to do in the future, again, based on how do they serve their residents and their investors or owners. And we want to partner with property managers and understand, you know, how do you want to manage your properties? Who are you serving? What do you sort of want to do? And the good thing is we don't have to do everything at once. We'll sort of start with one pain point and address that, and then we can evolve and develop from there. That's Sean Miller. President of
1: Point Central, an Alarm.com subsidiary, and a leading developer of enterprise-scale smart home solutions for short and long-term property managers.
2: You're listening to the Multifamily Leadership Podcast with Patrick Antrim, your source for success strategies for multifamily professionals, CEOs, executive leaders, and aspiring leaders that want to drive high-performance results for their property or portfolio.
1: This is Patrick Antrim, founder and CEO of Multifamily Leadership and producer of the Multifamily Leadership Summit, where top multifamily executives come together in a -a one-of-a-kind leadership summit to design fresh ideas for the future of multifamily. Welcome to the Multifamily Leadership Podcast, where I speak to executive leaders, authors, and business leaders on the topics of innovation, technology, and leadership. It is our goal to give you insight into what top leaders are doing to re-envision the leasing experience and manage the apartment of the future. If you'd like to get access to other resources like videos, articles, show notes, and other episodes of this podcast or information on working with me, you can visit multifamilyleadership.com. All right, Sean. Well, thanks for being with us here today. Listen, I want to just give you an opportunity just, what is Point Central? What is the elevator pitch for Point Central?
0: Hi. Well, Patrick, thanks for having me here. It's great to be here. Point Central is the leading provider of enterprise-scale home automation services to short and long-term property managers of both single-family and multi-family properties. What does enterprise-scale mean? In a nutshell, it means that we've designed a system that can be deployed reliably and securely so that property managers can not manage one home on a one-to-one basis, but manage thousands of homes across the country, all from one dashboard.
1: Right, right. So tell me, I mean, technology is transforming the way that we're working, the way that we're buying products and services online, and, and the, even the way that uh, operators are amenitizing buildings. And so, what, what? Take me inside one of these meetings that you have with the clients. Like, what, what happens? What are the questions that they're asking? What are they concerned about? What are they asking that they shouldn't be asking? You know, these types of things.
0: Yeah. Um, so. At first, a lot of clients have this assumption that home automation technology is only a sort of resident asset enhancement. It's it's a shiny object that can get someone to move in. Point mm. Central took a different approach when we came into the industry. We've been here for five years and we looked at it as how can home automation really be a business tool that helps a property manager do their jobs more efficiently and more effectively. And by the way, we'll still have the asset enhancement features that residents are looking for. So typically when you first engage with someone, it's more about showing them there's a clear ROI here that has nothing to do with whether the resident wants it or not. Then you can start layering on things that help differentiate your property or accentuate certain things that your residents are looking for based on the demographics and what the property manager wants to do with their Right,
1: right. I found it very interesting. Last uh, at our leadership summit, we brought in one of your clients, a very large client, national in scale, thousands and thousands of units. And I think they had about 1,300 move-ins a month. And what struck me was that he said, uh, and this is Marco, and we'll go to a clip and you can uh, listen in on what he said, but basically it was like 80% of the move-ins converted to this you know recurring revenue program, or even like a, the, the smart home technology, because they had experienced this technology in the leasing, the self show process. You want to, let's take a listen.
2: We do about eighty percent of of our showings, just given the geography challenge. About eighty percent of our showings happen through a self show, and that's an issued code to a resident prospect that's a rolling code that's good for one hour um, that comes in through our centralized call center. And we have licensed agents on the ground who post uh, the initial showing if there's interest. The licensed agent on the ground then grabs that lead and converts it and does really the licensed activities.
1: So, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the future of the leasing agent you know do, does technology replace functions how do you reposition that reimagine that position but what's the future look like in technology with other roles in organizations
0: yeah so invitation homes has been a great partner they had a vision of how technology could help streamline operations first and foremost and we were able to partner with them and again we are our Job in that was how do we provide that platform, the hardware and the services and software that would enable what they're looking to do, and then invitation brought the creativity and the um, modification of how does it fit their business and how does it fit local market needs. Mm. So what mark was talking about with unattended showings was a great product that came out of you know using our keyless locks and the system that was already designed and deploying it in a way that it improves the security because you no longer have. Physical keys floating around that can be duplicated or lost. Uh, You also remove some of the damage to the asset. Lock boxes will bang against doors and make marks. Um, And then also some of the efficiency Marco talked about knowing what lead, what potential resident came in when, how long were they there. And you can follow back up and sort of really start to capture data and also allow residents, potential residents who want to tour property in a different way. They don't want necessarily the leasing agent there. Right. Um, and then obviously drove operational efficiency for them. And now their leasing agents can be more effective where they're going. They're not spending a lot of drive time going to showings that maybe end up show up late or don't happen or where the resident doesn't want them there. So it's really a, a helps them pair their resources much better where there's value add. It's interesting I mean, because
1: they're in the prop tech space and, and the innovations that are coming our way are happening much quicker than the way that we've adopted technology in the past, and sometimes we adopted technology based off of the, the resin experience or you know leasing faster or marketing more efficiently, and now it's this this business automation component too so you said something very interesting, which was that you worked together to implement this innovation so how important is it in an organization to have sort of that innovation officer or uh, you know a leader within the under or the leader within the operating company, the multifamily company that can help get these things implemented, get these things embedded into the policies, programs, procedures, to, so the organization can truly transform. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's definitely important to have leaders in the organization that can understand at a high level, what technology can do today and have a vision for what they may want it to do in the future. Again, based on how do they serve their residents and their investors or owners. Um, There's obviously services people that can roll out today. You know, now unattended showings is one that's become becoming standard. There's HVAC, water monitoring, et cetera. But there's also new and unique ways to deploy some of the existing services um, in novel ways. So an example there's we had another client who was taking some of our water sensors, which are typically used to, you know, detect a leak in a a high-risk area. We worked with them on how to deploy those in a unique way where now they put it. And helps them winterize their homes. So between the thermostat watching and controlling temperature, this water sensor will see if the heater actually has a problem and condensation starts to build up in the line. It gives them an even uh, earlier notification that there's a potential problem. They can get out and service the home before the home's temperature drops and they have broken water pipes and uh, a very expensive water damage bill. Wow. So it yeah. de- definitely, there's a lot that we think of ourselves as not, you know, our team. We, we don't think of ourselves as salespeople. We think of ourselves as consultants. We we think we're a little bit more on the geeky side and we want to partner with property managers and understand, you know, how do you want to manage your properties? Who are you serving? What do you sort of want to do? And the good thing is we don't have to do everything at once. We'll sort of start with one pain point and address that and then we can evolve and develop from there.
1: Right. And, and, you know, I've had a lot of offline conversations with Marco at invitation homes and, and that's what made that unique exp- You know, they had to be the first movers to take a, you know, a, a, a an innovation like this and make it happen i mean at first uh, he mentioned it talked you know started with access and you know then it goes to leasing and then you start to really uncover the value as you experience it and so um you know how do we how do we actually make products that we Im- implement in the business you know where they don't just fall flat i mean uh, do uh, you mentioned having somebody inside that thinks and you know, can can have the mindset and, and understand uh, the technology platforms, but how do you make sure that the training is there and, and and the support is there so that it gets used in the right ways? Because the data that's coming into the business is in mass amounts now, and it seems like there's uh, you know the leader within the management company needs to be able to make the decisions with the data. But how do you support? Mm -hmm. in that process.
0: So I think it comes down to really the property manager has to choose the right partner. You need buy-in at the property manager from the executive level to the individual group owners and down to the field. But then you need a partner who can also marry up with that and make sure that the right training is getting to the right teams at the right time, both initially and ongoing, that there's support resources available when someone just forgets something or something new comes up and they just want to be able to quickly address it. Um, So I do think that 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 partner who you you select with them is, is really important and has the resources to be able to deploy this with you. Cause at the end of the day, this isn't just buying a new thermostat that your, your field team's going to install, right? This is a system that you're making an initial investment in, and you're making ongoing investments in both the service and future hardware add-ons, And you want to make sure that there's that partner there who can work with you and help make sure your team's getting the ROI out of the investment.
1: Right. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a bit on the, on the you know, running the, you know, doing this on your own and sort of dabbling and in, in, in trying new things. I mean, what's the risk of, of, of making the wrong decision with, you know, the wrong products or the wrong services? I mean, uh, you're doing it twice. You're paying, you know, going back and redoing things or –
0: yeah. Um, so from a hardware perspective, um, we take the perspective you know, our, our view on the hardware is none of this is really cutting edge. A lot of the hardware deploying's been out there for a while, so there's not a lot of technical risk. The risk is more how does the partner, how does the property manager take in the information, utilize the information? We try and help augment that. You mentioned this big, you know, big data was a, a hot topic for the last two years. Um, you know, we look at it as we're collecting and touching a lot of that data. What can we do to help make sure the right data gets to the property manager at the right time versus just flooding them with a bunch of info? Um, so an example of that is our, our thermostat. We've been releasing a new HVAC analytics that allows the property manager, if they get a call from a resident who says, my HVAC's not working, the property manager can very quickly look and see hey, actually your your system's been set to this and it's performing the way we'd expect it. So you don't have an issue. You just set your thermostat to 60 degrees in Phoenix in the summer and you're not going to get to 60 degrees when it's 115 out. Or notice a problem and get the right field tech out there to fix it. So we could flood them with just tons of data points, but how we turn that into a graph that allows them to quickly digest it and take action and keep the resident happy, we think is part of the value we provide as a partner.
1: Yeah, resident happy. That's interesting because it seems to me that uh, as technology evolves both inside and outside the industry, that customer, that client focus, the, that resident is going to drive these decisions, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there's some opportunities in ROI on, on the business automation side, but uh, on the consumer facing side, I mean, the millennials, uh, you want to give some Reference points to sort of the new way that people enjoy shopping. I mean, can we truly be a 24-hour leasing?
0: <laughs> you, you can definitely, you can be whatever you want to be with technology. Um, but millennials is, are a very good point, right? They, From the unintended showing how they really enjoy being able to get in and see things at their own cadence um, to once they move into the home. And now for renters, home automation tech has been very difficult to bring in. And depending on what statistic you look at today, about a third of, of U.S. households have some form of home automation tech. But for renters, it's been very low because how do you install a thermostat and use it and support it and not get in trouble with your property manager? It's been a confusing topic. Now, there's a way to deploy this and make it available to the renter, still generating business operational efficiencies on the back end. That millennial resident can move in, has you know, a connected lock, a connected thermostat, connected lights. Um, you can offer enhancements to them or they can bring them themselves like voice integration with Amazon Alexa's and Google Homes. We have apps for their phone, tablet, Apple Watch, right? You know, Apple TV. So any way that whether it be a millennial, a Gen X or a baby boomer wants to interact with this tech, you know, we sort of try and make it available to them and don't pigeonhole them one way or the other. But that allows them to enjoy it and make it part of their life and see value in the technology um, that's in their new home.
1: Wow. You know, Marco had some thoughts on this. Let's listen in.
2: We first, we started with the technology. Um, as I said at the outset, that's really the enabler. And I think Tyler brought up some great points um, that I completely agree with, that you know, we, we determined that we would need technology in place. Could we do this effectively and at the scale we needed to, um, first and foremost? And then we then backed into, OK, we think we can do it through, again, some of these smart home tools we're using. And then we then stepped back and said, okay, let's get to legal, let's get to our local field teams, let's figure out, like, you know, it looked good schematically, but, you know, the leap from how it looked schematically to execution is uh, significantly different. So, um, a lot of different um, outside voices, you know, we used some outside counsel and how we designed it initially. But that is sort of this, this overlay that other industries don't have, right? And so we have local fair housing, municipality, we have, as we all know, in the room, right? And so you want to standardize as much as you can. That said, you have to have something that's nimble enough that you could deploy nationally, but then you know make a tweak for Atlanta, make a tweak for the Bay Area. and so. Um, you know as much as we would like to just roll just one blanket kind of vanilla program, it's just um, given the local um, design of, of what we're doing day to day, that's really the, the piece where you know our local level experience comes through. So we connect them with our technology teams, with our legal teams you know to make sure that all of that kind of can seamlessly come together. And then, how much thrash are we putting our resident through, right? So, we want to start also with the resident experience and like what's going to be best for them. So, we've had plenty of concepts that were like, well, this would be great for us. And they said, well, geez, Marco, they'd have to log into like 17 systems to get to you. Um, and so, you know, and last piece is um, as it relates to what we've built from a technology perspective. It's incremental, you know. I always think uh, of—I think it's Mark Cuban. He always says, "Crawl before you ball." I mean, we were—we had these like uh, antiquated, like Supra-style box in the early days. Like we had these like super boxes. It was super clunky, but we we tested it on 40 homes, and then we did 150 homes. And so, I think inching into this um, makes a ton of sense in any of these new technologies we're talking about because it can be disruptive. We all know like we're managing to a high occupancy as an industry. We're managing to very tight expense margins. If, if we threw something out into the ether and blew up the business for even a month, um, it can be very disruptive. And so be very careful with that. That's my only kind of wrapper uh, <laughs> on any, any of these new technologies. Right. Um, and I'm very mindful of that.
1: So team approach I mean, is that the value of working with, you know, like Point Central and just sort of customizing programs based on needs and market needs, location, regional needs?
0: Yeah. So to Marco's points, there's definitely a lot of, um, earlier on, there was a lot of thought that went into how this happens. You know, we again took this sort of approach, okay, our job is to provide a platform that is reliable. So we use cellular connections. So invitation homes didn't have to worry on Wi-Fi and paying for Wi-Fi in unoccupied homes. But then we also have very robust data security and data privacy policies so that we knew we would get the data to and from the house and we could make sure it was maintained securely. Then our job was to get it to Invitation in the way they, they, they wanted. So Invitation put a lot of their own um, thought leadership into developing their own platform, how that platform was used internally, how it's shared with residents. And what we then did is how do we get that data pumped into that platform, right? Mm-hmm. If Invitation, if that was their core and that's how they want to run their business, we didn't want to be here and say, "Well, no, we have to do it this way or that way." We tried to take a very flexible approach, maintain, make sure we maintained all the security and privacy and concerns we need to, but then make sure that data is flowing and getting to the customer the way they need it to, and then they can deliver it to the resident.
1: Right. That seems like a, a big challenge with a portfolio so big. I mean, I think that's got to be beneficial when you walk into meetings and people are thinking about, you know, onboarding a program and 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 you know, how do we how do we do this without, uh, you know. Uh, minimal snags, things like that. And so it gives you some point of reference for those, those conversations, I assume.
0: Yeah. So the risk, you asked a little bit earlier about some of the risks. So I think the risk is now that um, awareness has been growing in this and people generally see these things and they want to look to see, well, how can I do this easier, quicker, cheaper? There's a temptation to just you know, go on Amazon or go to a Best Buy and just buy a device and stick it on a wall and say, well, great, now I have a, a smart home also. But they're not thinking through, you know, how do you controls devices. How do you control them efficiently? How are you protecting the data that goes on them? Both you know from the home to the cloud, from the cloud to the platform, et cetera. So there's a lot right. of moving pieces that uh, I think Marco's you know, accurately pointed out. You want to think through and, and use those as some of your vetting processes at first of just what do you want to do and how do you want to do it? And then also make sure those are maintained as you're going through it because at the end of the day, that will help keep what you're doing from you know, blowing up the business, as as Marco said,
1: right? Are you seeing any trends in multifamily on ROI or or um, you know real value propositions in, in a program like this besides the the idea that this is a differentiator from a amenity standpoint? In
0: a multifamily environment, one thing also related to access is a huge ROI driver is the ability to get rid of keys and get rid of key management systems. So um, as well as integrating with work orders, so we partner with some property management software on the multifamily side, so that when a resident, say, logs into the resident portal, requests a work order, that portal then pings our system to get a secure code, sends it to the maintenance provider, the external provider. That code's used. Both the resident and the property manager know that that person entered at a certain time. They know what time they left. So the resident feels good. They know who was in their house, when. They also didn't have to be home for it. Right. The property manager also gets to know, how long was this person in there doing that job? Right? And depending on how you structure payments for services, if you're paying hourly and you notice someone's in there for three hours, did they need to be? If you pay on a piece rate, you know they're in there for three hours, but to, or they charged me for three. They said it's three, but they actually got it done in 30 minutes. Right? Does that make sense? Right? right. Um, so this whole, not only the secure access, but also the event history that comes can really enable both security and peace of mind on the resident side. And then again, operational efficiency for the property manager. Sure,
1: and so we have different product types that come into the marketplace. Uh, you have the repositioned properties. You have the BC uh, properties, uh, garden style, uh, you know, built in the seventies, or and then you have the new developments. Obviously, coming into a new development, it's a little easier to sort of design and think through these things, and, and hopefully predict by the time it, you know the project goes through entitlement and. You know, a design and construction um, that you made the right move. But for existing properties, are you seeing a trend uh, in adoption with newer properties, Class A properties, or is it all properties across the spectrum from affordable to?
0: So, I think Class A properties, as they're being built, thought about the home automation tech over the last two years from a resident amenity standpoint, which mm-hmm. which is great. Part mm-hmm. of that growing in awareness. They didn't probably think through it from the operational efficiency existing buildings think about it i think first and foremost from the operational efficiency right so now as we're having as we're out there sort of trying to drive this conversation about that this is possible and this is actually a bigger roi than you know the resident of which is again nice but it's very difficult to quantify did i rent this unit faster or for more simply because it had a connected thermostat you know like mm-hmm. you, you can directionally feel you're doing the right thing but to quantify that's different you can quantify some of the operational savings so You know, across A, B, and C properties now, what we're seeing is genuine interest in in the technology and how it improves operational efficiencies. And the beauty of the system is it can be installed almost in the same amount of time in an existing home or new construction. You know, the core system for us that we see people deploy is a thermostat, a lock, and then our hub, our cellular hub. The thermostat replaces a standard thermostat. The lock replaces a standard deadbolt. And the hub plugs in and boots itself up. Um, So then all someone has to do is walk around and push a button to initially pair them, and then you're good to go from a, a system setup. So we typically see installation takes for a novice doing it. The first time may take up, may take up to 30 minutes for someone who's done it a few times. It takes 20 to 25 minutes, whether it's in new construction or existing.
1: Hmm. So I'm a, I manage an asset manager. I manage a portfolio, let's say of 3,000, 3,500 units. Uh, I learn about this. I have a meeting with you. How
0: does this all go down? <laughs> so we have, um, Uh, teams that sort of focus on each vertical. If you think of a quadrant of property managers, again, short-term, long-term, single-family, multifamily, there's a team that handles all four of those quadrants because, again, they'll know what are the common use cases in that vertical. Um, So if someone who's interested would come in, meet with someone from that team, they'd be able to sit down with them or have a phone call and understand what are you trying to do, how many properties are you thinking about, what's your timeline, and then they can work up a a program with them that addresses – you know, some of the needs they see today and help step them through, okay, this is how we'll address it. This is how we'll train your team. Here's an overall timeline, et cetera. And then we'll help them also pencil out what is the ROI at the end of this? You know, what, what, what's sort of the indicator that you can see of a savings that helps you then graduate the system to the next level and the next level.
1: Yeah. Is there any business interruption during the process? I mean, are you training the maintenance team, how to service? I mean, th- what's the support look like after? I mean, if a resident has an issue, are they calling you or are they calling the property manager? How does that all work
0: together? So again, come, some of that flexibility comes in. Um, depending on the property manager, we can install in an entire building. If someone said, okay, this week we're going to do it and we'll just we'll get permission to enter and we'll just tell everyone we're going to come in and do this work.
1: Make it exciting.
0: Make it exciting. Or you can do it on the turn when a unit comes up a vacant. Um, so you know, obviously deployment time gets extended there, but you minimize disruption to existing tenants. We've seen some people ping uh, ask their tenants, do you want this? And and getting their buy-in sort of helps makes the disruption for 30 minutes a lot easier um, on them, but uh, you can do it either way. And we're flexible. We're also flexible. We can train your local staff, how to do it. We also have uh, installers nationwide that we've certified and trained so that if someone wants to use them completely to do the install, they can do it. They can use them to augment their local staff um, to get through installation. And then once support comes out, we train, we have a call center based in Minneapolis that is available six days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then they will take calls from the property manager and from the resident. So the resident won't call us direct, but in the app there's a way for them to send emails or to chat with us, or Mm. they can call their property manager. We'll train the property manager on the basics. How do you reset a password? How do you do anything like that? Um, If anything gets more advanced, The property manager just routes the call to us and we'll take it. That team also takes calls from the installers. If the local team's doing installation and they just have a quick question, hey, the wiring for this thermostat's a little bit different, how do I do it? They can also call into that Minneapolis team and they'll help them. We also have an app designed just for installers. So as they're going through it, they can also see common questions right there and it helps them get through the process without having to stop and call somebody.
1: Right, right. So obviously, with a lot of investment in real estate, you've seen markets being disrupted from automotive and financial, pharmacy and healthcare, and all these different uh, technologies that are helping uh, people do things better, create a better experience, maybe more efficiently, um, and create a sort of single uh, platform experience for people in. In multifamily over the years, there are a lot of people that I'm sure you're uh, meeting with uh, these individuals across the country that, um, you know, we, we looked at cable deals. We looked at, uh, you know, energy efficient lighting and, and you know, those uh, conversations were, you know, you're going to do this and this will happen. And, and sometimes maybe it wasn't implemented or it was wrong timing or just wrong hardware selections, those types of things. But there are some sort of presuppositions about making the wrong move. How do you get a leader, a multifamily executive, confident enough to feel that they're not future-proofing, but making the right move? I mean, what does that conversation look like? Mm -hmm. Is it facts, data, pro formas? Um, Obviously,
0: your company, right? I mean, tell me, is it your company and the strength of that? So it's a combination, we think, of, of all those things. So from a company, we can point to our experience being in the industry now for five years and having deployed you know, a large number of these systems. Um, we're also, um, a, our parent company is a large public entity uh, with a $2 billion market cap. So we're able to say, look, not only do we have experience, but we're not a startup that may not be here six months from now. You know, we've, We're someone who's been in this market. We'll be here a year, two, three years from now. Um, a little bit again on the hardware, you know, there's this assumption that hardware changes so quickly. The reality is usually what changes in hardware that you see on a Best Buy shelf is the outer shell. The inner core mm-hmm. tends to be the same. And the reality is today, the the circuits inside aren't changing as quick as what's happening in the cloud. We, with our parent company, we collectively have 5 million homes that run our system uh, that in 2017... Uh, collected about 20 billion data points. Mm. So at the end of the day, we see ourselves as the true innovation is happening back there in the cloud. And you want a partner that's able to think through that and do things, not just someone who can give you a piece of hardware that will go on a shelf. Um, So we think you bring all those in along with some of the training and support and all the other things we do to, again, look at. We can show you a number. Most people can get to understanding the initial ROI when they look at access, HVAC savings, water damage prevention. It's how do you make me believe that you can actually get me there? And we think we have the track record that helps get people comfortable that, yeah, this is a partner that's been here, that's done it, and then we'll be here tomorrow to help me get it done.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so, you know, the automotive industry uh, is, you've got similar, you've got a company like a Ford Motor Company, and, and you've got a new, you know, 10-person startup that's got a really cool idea, but, you know, how do you deploy it into an organization like forward right like you know do you have enough employees to actually do and the promises uh that you're going to make and so it's it's interesting because you know the multifamily space there's regional operators you know you have uh so many groups that just you know they'll listen to a podcast like this but they're not going to attend a big conference because they're they're just focused on you know raising capital mm-hmm. you know managing the operations and they're so busy doing what they need to do to take care of the real estate and take care of the investor that they're not, you know, attending the conferences. I mean, you're on the speaking platform, you know, you're speaking at the multifamily leadership summit. So it's exciting to, you know, to get out there. So is there any, um, you know, thought leadership that you guys do that that helps people along the way might, you know, before they become a potential client or do you just, how do you engage? No, we definitely do.
0: Yeah, we, we we try to get out there and, and speak in areas where um, property managers are, are listening and value the input. Um, we also try to think about the technology and speak about it sometimes as just industry participants, not necessarily someone pushing Point Central, but again, right. You know, we like to see a development in the industry. We think we, we can help shape some of that and be a leader in it. Um, if you go to our website, we've got some material when people come in. Before they even have to engage with the sales team, there's some very short, you know, two-minute videos that can encapsulate what are some of the use cases depending on the property management vertical. There's also some white papers that give them a little more meat that someone can then read and say, okay, does this really matter to me? What does this look like? How long will this take that they can get through and sort of help educate themselves, help think of some questions that they may have or nuances to their business. Right. And then when they do finally say, okay, I'm ready to learn more and they engage with, you know, they hit contact us for a demo. They, they've thought through it and they have some questions that make that first conversation much more beneficial um, to both parties because then they, they, there's some context of what does this look like? How does it work? What does this mean to me?
1: Well, we're coming up on the end of our show here,
0: but I'm wondering, you know, do you have
1: any lasting thoughts that you want to uh, leave our listeners with?
0: I mean, in general, we talked a lot about this. I think the, how you just brought up property managers today are very busy, right? They're trying to run their, their buildings. They're trying to keep them occupied. They're trying to raise money, keep, Keep investors/slash owners happy, and one of the things once someone comes into this whole conversation, we've we have yet to see a property manager that has an ROI less than twenty percent. And so, what we generally think is, at the end of the day, you know, every dollar you invest in us, we'll give you a dollar twenty back in in in, in an ROI. That becomes pretty compelling to people to say, okay, with everything else we have going on, and what we can do to serve, and how we've been here, and can be a trusted partner to get it done. Um, most people get excited about that because it's very difficult especially if you look forward, the past couple of years, it's been a pretty strong uh, rent appreciation market where I think people have been happy of generating incremental returns. Mm. And they had to work for it, but they didn't probably have to stretch. Where well, we're coming into a market where that rent appreciation may be smaller or stagnant, You know, doing things that can either drive some incremental fees, like you know, renting a smart home that adds $20 a month to the rent, or the operational efficiencies that help you know for every nickel you bring in help squeeze more out of it are going to be we think more important to property manager over the next couple of years and that sort of proven roi really helps put us in a position to say you know again we've done this and we can be a good partner to you to help get it done. True story.
1: And like Marco said, they'll pay for it. 80% of those people are converting onto that recurring program. That's interesting to note. And this gives an opportunity for management companies to continually innovate and add value to investors and let them know that they're doing cutting-edge things, not only to create a great resident experience, but also manage the apartment of the future. So, Sean, appreciate you coming to the studio.
0: It's been a pleasure to spend the time. Thank you, Patrick. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multifamily Leadership Podcast. For show notes and other resources, visit multifamilyleadership.com.